The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You are listening to Making Life Brighter on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, where we provide you with the latest information in natural healing, consciousness training, and all cutting-edge healing modalities, featuring experts in their field, including authors, musicians, and artists. Making Life Brighter is your forum for healing, inspiring, and uplifting entertainment. Here is your host, Winifred Adams. Good morning. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio, and I'm your host, Winifred Adams. I'm coming to you live from snowy and cold Lake Placid, New York, where we just attended the U.S. World Cup bobsled, skeleton, and luge event. And this past weekend, I was posting things on Facebook for all of you around the world, especially those of you that love bobsled and skeleton. And we were at the start gate, and you can check out those videos on the Making Life Brighter Facebook page. And we followed the course all the way down and stood by at the end where they come in for their final um, finish, as well as the step and repeat there. And then we were able to check out the very cool award ceremony when the men's bobsled team really brought it home. And though Switzerland took the gold, the men's bobsled really brought it home for the USA, and it was a great race to be at. I was so grateful to be there and to be able to share it with you because some of these athletes are athletes that we've heard from and that I've been interviewing, and supporting them and showing up to support them is just fantastic. So to watch them, to meet their parents, to get a sense of what it's like. I mean, these people are putting in four years of their lives for every competition, for every moment that can get them to become a member of the Olympic team upcoming. And right now, it's still qualifying time. These people have not all qualified for the Olympic team, and therefore, any race can bump them out. It's <laughs> it's like the ultimate reality show, if you really want to look at it that way, because this is it. This is the real deal. And if you have a bad day, the day that you need to qualify, you may not make it there. And after all this dedication and hard work, it's phenomenal what these athletes go through. It's really, really something. They have a tremendous amount of pressure. And I know we've seen that on TV, for example, after someone wins the gold and they break down crying and they're completely distraught. The amount of pressure buildup to hold it together to that moment and to finally reach that dream. And for some of these people and these athletes, it's been a lifelong dream. Others more or less stumbled into it or it was a great story of default and it was a joke or in the case of Nick Cunningham, he was joking with his family about it and the next thing you know, <laughs> Nick's on the bobsled team and he's going to the Olympics, not once but twice. And so this is a tremendous amount of pressure for these these people that are qualifying. and. 
really what I'm learning up here is it's a way of life. Families, generations of families are athletic up here. They, they, those that come from this area are very inclined to continue the sport even long after becoming coaches or officials, staying in the sport because of the passion for it, the love of it. It's not just to win. And I'm sure the element of winning is, is now more monetized than it has been in the past. But what I'm really taking away from this experience so far is how dedicated these people are to their passion. And initially, the idea was to continue to improve and technology would improve so they would test it out and see now how can we do and how can we improve the course and what what can we do better that's always going on but today's technology is so much far superior than when they began up here in Lake Placid on wooden skis and very rudimentary bobsleds <laughs> now now they have advanced technology that takes them to an entirely new level and as the world improves, as the courses improve, for example with the Salt Lake Olympics now came better and more improved courses. Um, an upcoming interview that I'll be doing with Brittany Reinbolt who is a female US bobsled driver she, she had offered to take me down that course in Salt Lake City <laughs> And I'm, I'm contemplating that. I'm not sure that I'm going to do that. But she said that she wouldn't take me down here in Lake Placid, but she might take me down in Salt Lake City. And the reason being that Salt Lake City was like going down a water slide, and Lake Placid is a bit like a freight train moving through a very bumpy ride. So um, in looking at it and standing next to that course while I was here in 30 below zero outside that day, which was unbelievable, um, it it didn't seem so bumpy, but then again, I wasn't in the sled. I hadn't tried it myself. It's beautiful to watch. You know, you see it on TV and you kind of go, okay, yeah, bobsled, whatever. When you're in it and you get to come and see it live, it's thrilling. It's amazing. It's really fun to see. Um, these athletes lining up, the precision at the start, what they have to do, the takeoff at the start, the way they jump in. I know that Brittany had a little snafu when she jumped in her sled this time and got tangled up on something on the inside, but she still pulled it out and did a great job. And go girls, you know, Brittany, Brittany Reinbold is an upcoming interview that we're going to be doing. And Lauren Gibbs was also in the sled with her. And Lauren is someone that we've talked to already. And you can go back to the archive to check out the interview with Lauren Gibbs. And she was in the beginning of December. She's actually um, a graduate of Pepperdine University, hails from Los Angeles, and has decided that the corporate world was a little bit boring for her, as she said, so she wanted to try her hand at the Olympics, and wow, has she done well. So keep your eye out for Lauren Gibbs and Brittany Reinbold as they'll be upcoming, and you'll be hearing about them as they forge ahead to place for the Olympic team this year. You know, it was thrilling to see all the athletes together. I have to say, being that close to world-class athletes is nothing short of inspiring. You can't possibly walk away from that not feeling inspired. These people have dedication down to a fine science. And the funny part is, is they're so professional in their demeanor. And they're kind. 
you know, they're considerate of one another, yet they're continually just focused. It's like they exude the feeling of being focused. And yet all of them have a great sense of humor. They just really are funny. Um, they tease each other. They joke before their time to go out there. And then they jump in the mode. They're in that mode and off they go. It was so cold up there this past weekend. <laughs> I can't tell you. I was uh, nursing a, a head cold kind of, and I still sound like it a little bit, but wow. I bundled up like a snowman. I had about 15 layers on, no joking, and I was warm enough except for my fingers. And when I had to do filming or recording, just taking my fingers out of my gloves for a split second, a minute, it was so painful and it was so cold. And then the second day, the wind was blowing and it was snowing and we had had sun the first day but it was like 30 below zero it was just freezing the second day it began to snow and the wind was blowing so much that i couldn't even stand there without ski goggles on because it would just blow right through you wouldn't even have your eyes open and so they're participating and competing in that weather and what was happening the second day which was so interesting is that the track was filling up with snow and they'd have to keep sweeping the track and i think it it, they were saying it didn't necessarily affect the times, but it, it may have had an impact. The funny part is I took a walk down the course about halfway through, and you can stand around the different curves as they come by, but you can't even photograph it easily because they come by so fast, you can't turn your body fast enough in time to even capture and focus on what's happening. They're gone. So you have to stand at an angle where you catch them coming in or you catch them going out because you're not going to catch them easily going all the way through unless you have some kind of um, remote control device or you're, you're sitting there on a tripod. It's just too difficult. Your body can't switch gears that fast. It's difficult to see. But it's thrilling. It's just really thrilling. It's, but it's thrilling. It's just really cool to see. If you get a chance to go out and see this kind of race someday, you have to go do it. You have to participate in something like this. <laughs> it's, it may be freezing. Most places, I don't think, are as cold as this was. This was extraordinary. It was beyond cold, cold. And I'm sure I got some frostbite on my face, but I didn't care. I was happy to be there. I was really happy to be a part of this and to get to watch up close as the athletes prepped and how they jump into the sled after they've sprinted like they do. I mean, it's just precision timing. It's amazing to watch. And every little bit of it is what counts. A hundredth of a second can change their whole future. Um, two hundredths of a second can, can be a difference between winning and losing. And I watched as the women would place first, and then the next one would come and they'd be safe, and then the following one would come after that, and they'd go to second place, and then another one would come, they were still safe, and then another one would come, and by the time it was all over, that person that had been in first is now in fifth or sixth. And it's just that way. It, for your moment of, you know, capturing the gold and jumping up and down is elusive. It seems to me that the number one thing these athletes continually are up against is humility. They have to just eat it time and again because they gave their best, they gave their all, 
and they were number one for a minute and then the next one comes along and sets a course record and now they're number five so that can be really defeating to someone over time and yet they stand up they brush off and with grace they accept their position and they go back and they try again and they work harder and that's just them against them and it's amazing to watch they're they're very very inspiring these people and in sub-zero weather in outfits that are not five layers deep that's that's pretty good too to warm up into that and to jump in and just go now I spoke with some people about the sleds themselves and I, I'll put up a video clip on YouTube that you can check out about that and um, one of the the test drivers was explaining what they're doing with the actual runners and that was that was neat to see too it was great to be there because you had the Brazilian bobsled team of all things the Brazilian bobsled team was there and they're a lot of fun um, you had the Russians and you had the Koreans the Korean team was was very intent on doing their their best you could tell they were they were eager to place here because they know what's upcoming the Olympics is going to be in their backyard and um, their showing mattered it just was really thrilling we, we had so many different teams there from all over the world and people were competing and some people were actually competing for another country so that they could be on that team or qualify and uh, <laughs> we just had a tremendous race on home turf the US brought it home and Jamie Grubel set a course record that day right here on home turf in Lake Placid it was a thrilling World Cup so we'll be right back you're listening to making life brighter radio and we're gonna go into some of our best shows this year and talk a little bit of Christmas holiday cheer stay tuned Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you want to make a difference in the world? Join Making Life Brighter Radio to help create a free roam sanctuary for elephants in South America. Finally, there's a working solution for elephants on our planet. People often say they don't know what to do to help animals that are in danger. But now you can team up with Making Life Brighter Radio and your host, Winifred Adams, to give elephants from Brazil and Argentina the freedom to roam in a wild sanctuary in a remote area of Brazil. Free to socialize, heal, and live the life they were always meant to live. Your contribution will build the fences and the elephant care center for the massive free roam sanctuary and set these sacred animals free. Donate today and mention you heard it on Making Life Brighter Radio. Listen to the amazing series Live from Brazil, where Winifred speaks to CEO and board president of the Global Sanctuary for Elephants. To donate and for more information, log on to globalelephants.org. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America.
Welcome back to Making Life Brighter with Winifred Adams on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, the preferred choice for conscious education and entertainment. For more information, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. If you have questions or comments, please email us at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. That's radio at makinglifebrighter.com. And now, back to the show with your host, Winifred Adams. And we're back. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio, and I'm your host, Winifred Adams. And we are live here in Lake Placid today. We're out my window. It is snowy and cold, and it was 10 below zero this morning. Woo! It's true Christmas, and it is going to be a white Christmas here in New York State for sure. We had some rain the other night, and as you saw on TV, I'm sure that the roadways turned to ice. But up here in the mountains, the roads were covered easily by more snow, and it became a winter wonderland all over again. And so people are piling in for the holiday. They're getting ready to go skiing at Whiteface Mountain. And I've had the pleasure of sitting down with some of the greats, including former Olympiads and people that have participated in the sports and the Olympic sports programs for many, many years. And so I'll be bringing that to you in the coming year, and we will be talking about what it takes to be great inside the mind of an Olympic athlete. And the reason that I'm doing this series and why it's so important is because, as I saw firsthand in the World Cup this weekend, discipline is something that is known to bring a result. And disciplining toward anything allows the brain to re-network, to become sort of what I'll call a default system. And once it networks into a pattern, and it can default to that pattern, then you have an opportunity to enact that easily without it being overrided. So, for example, what I saw before people would get up to do the bobsled runs and at the training gate, some of which I have on video for you to see, is that all the athletes would be busy in their own world enacting every turn, physically moving through it, going through everything that they had memorized and visualized over and over and over again until it became second nature to them. And it's like riding a bicycle. You work at it, you work at it, and then one day it all comes together and your physiology in your brain and the biology in your body and the response systems in your nervous system all come together in one and it becomes natural. Training in the bobsled is a good example of that type of conditioning. For example, I was talking to Nick Cunningham in an interview that we had on a few weeks ago and Nick's a two-time Olympiad, and Nick was talking about that and how visualization is such a powerful tool. In watching these athletes at the top as they began, this is exactly what they were doing. There were so many of them sitting on the bench waiting their turn to do their run. And were they chatting with people? No, they were visualizing what they were doing. They were physically enacting it. They got up, and they stood up, and they moved their body, and they, they moved their body like and walked in different positions and they were doing whatever they needed to do to go back through what was going to take place for them what the course was the turns in the course and how they come out of it and what they're doing they're creating that neuropathway 
And these neural pathways are something that I've been talking about in healing for years. These, this idea, when I do tapping healing work, we are undoing the negative patterning, the negative pathways that are happening within a brain, and then translating into either biological shifting within a body, which is not positive for these people, or it's creating a scenario where it's not optimum for the person. And why it's important to understand that is because really what's happening is I've seen for 20 years the difference that can be made within one hour of healing work. Now with tapping, for example, you can see it in just one pass. So what's the change? What happens in 10 minutes that can be so powerful to shift somebody out of complete tension or incredible pain or whatever it is that they're experiencing that's not positive for them? What is that? You know, it's easy for us as people to create a habit or create a pattern, yet it's much more difficult to undo a pattern. Ironically, however, in the case of the Olympiads and the Olympic hopefuls, it seems to take those four years, maybe even longer, for them to develop such an incredible default system, such a precision within their body to enact what their muscles need to do in a given moment where they don't have to focus on it so much anymore, but it's just natural to them. It's easy to create a negative pattern. It doesn't seem to be as easy for us to create and hold on to a positive pattern. And so when I do tapping work with people, I'm undoing the negative patterns. I'm undoing in real time any kind of triggers that are creating chemistry that are leading to pain, confusion, um, mental confusion, or any kind of biological responses that are not positive or optimum for the person. And what we're trying to do is create a balance again where you get back to sort of what I call center line or baseline and start again with a new slate and a clear mind and less static in the brain from hot spots that are overfiring or neurons that are overfiring and instead what you get is the opportunity to overlay on that network an entirely new pattern. So what do you want to create? What is it that you're creating? And something that's unique about these athletes is that they are creating an intentional response. They are wholly and solely focused on creating and recreating and honing their response system in their nerves to their muscles to respond for what they need. It's a pinpointed focus. And they've spent years developing that pinpointed focus. When you speak to a former Olympiad or a former athlete, there's always that child within them. And that child comes out as, wow, the thrill of the game and the thrill of what they're doing. And that's what drove them initially. They had passion. They loved it. They couldn't wait to get out there. And then there comes the hard work and the precision and the defeat and the standing up again and 
taking it and being precise. There's something about these people, even as people after the games are over, that are different. They carry with them a willingness and ability to shift and change in real time in order to adapt to what they need. Whereas what I see in healing work uh, for the average person is that most people are extremely resistant to changing. They almost prefer their pain or they prefer their suffering or they prefer their discomfort. Sometimes they don't even realize how much they've been suffering how, or how uncomfortable they have been. That's what's even more interesting to watch is when you clear a pattern in real time and you go through a pass of the tapping, for example, and 10 minutes later, someone's more clear. They say, wow, oh my gosh, I feel clear. Like I can see more clearly. I can physically see better. What is that? That's literally the chemistry in the body and the biology changing. It's that powerful. It changes in real time. But why wouldn't we want to walk around like that all the time anyway? I think what I've witnessed is we get moved over time. And our circumstances, our habits, the things that happen to us and around us, and the things that we allow in our lives move us to a place where we get lost in what becomes ordinary for us. It's hard to discipline. It's hard to stay on top of constantly monitoring ourselves. And the world does not support that. The world supports, oh, go on, relax a little bit, live a little, do this, do that. Go have fun. Well, you should have fun. We should all have fun. But what is fun? And we've changed our definition of what fun is for us over time. Fun has become excess. Fun has become things that create habits that are harder to undo over time. Or fun has become maybe even a disconnect from nature. We have a different definition of what fun is, relaxation is in our world. Something about these athletes that I can say unequivocally that helps them is that they're almost always out in nature. This gives them an advantage because they can fine-tune their nervous systems without distraction. Nature's grounding. Nature has a harmony all unto its own. And when you're in the mountains or you're in nature training, perfecting, you're grounding. You're harmonizing with the hurts of the earth plane. And you aren't so distracted. Bigger cities obviously have more people, more energy, more things happening. It's a higher vibration. It's, it's buzzing. And that can be fun. But when people focus, say, to study for an exam or to focus for a big presentation or to focus for a race even, they don't generally go out into the loudest, most disruptive place. They generally go to study quietly or to take time out or to sit quietly. And the masters in the world from 3,000 years ago, the ancient masters, what we call 
Eastern medicine and Eastern philosophers and masters. Of course, there were masters all over the world, not just in the East. But they had the same philosophy of focus. And they were masters at focusing. Sitting and being still allowed a reset to the nervous system. It allowed a default pattern to be formulated more easily within the nervous system in the brain. And they knew that instead of being busy and hurried and tense, being relaxed and being quiet allowed for the nervous system response to take them to a better place. In that case, it was more of a spiritual quieting, but it allowed for change. It allowed for things to, to happen. When we're tense, we have nothing but more tension. We can't allow anything because we're blocking or resisting that which could be coming in. It's a proven fact that when someone's tense, they have limited response systems. So hyping up on adrenaline is actually not as effective as it is to be relaxed and at ease and train your body to have a response system naturally at ease, which we call athletically being in the Zen, being in the moment, finding that that special center ground, that line. And that's what you're seeing here with these athletes. And we'll be right back. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio, and I'm your host, Winifred Adams. Stay tuned. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you want to make a difference in the world? Join Making Life Brighter Radio to help create a free roam sanctuary for elephants in South America. Finally, there's a working solution for elephants on our planet. People often say they don't know what to do to help animals that are in danger. But now you can team up with Making Life Brighter Radio and your host, Winifred Adams, to give elephants from Brazil and Argentina the freedom to roam in a wild sanctuary in a remote area of Brazil. Free to socialize, heal, and live the life they were always meant to live. Your contribution will build the fences and the elephant care center for the massive free roam sanctuary and set these sacred animals free. Donate today and mention you heard it on Making Life Brighter Radio. Listen to the amazing series live from Brazil, where Winifred speaks to CEO and board president of the Global Sanctuary for Elephants. To donate and for more information, log on to globalelephants.org. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Welcome back to Making Life Brighter with Winifred Adams on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, the preferred choice for conscious education and entertainment. For more information, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. If you have questions or comments, please email us at 
radio at makinglifebrighter.com. That's radio at makinglifebrighter.com. And now, back to the show with your host, Winifred Adams. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio, and if you miss one of our shows, you can go back to makinglifebrighter.com and check out the radio tab. And on the radio tab, there is a player, and you can check out all the archives that you've missed there. They forever live there. And you can also go to voiceamerica.com because we're on the health and wellness channel on the Voice America Network. So if you've missed one of our shows, you can go there, check out the host page, see what we've got to offer. And we are talking to people who are experts in their field or people that are making our lives brighter. So hopefully by the end of these shows, you will feel inspired to go and make someone else's life brighter. We've been doing a special series with Olympic athletes, and I'm here live in Lake Placid, having attended the World Cup this past weekend with the bobsledding and skeleton events. And we, I got the pleasure of meeting the parents of Savannah Graybill, whom I interviewed and is now a part of the archive series, which you can go back and listen to. And her parents were there. I got to meet her parents, and that was a thrill because her whole family came out to cheer her on. And she was the previous record holder of the skeleton track for two years. And so she's a dynamic young lady, and she's on her way. You have to check out her interview. So go back and listen to Savannah Graybill. She is really amazing. Imagine you jump on a little sled, you sprint, you jump face down, head first, <laughs> and you go 85 miles an hour down the bobsled run, which is, in this case, the skeleton track. And it's super. I mean, there is just unbelievable courage in that. It, it takes something special in an iron mind to carry that out and do it well. Just doing that, number one, is something. But number two, in competition at that level among other people, and the way you steer your sled is by pressing with one shoulder or pressing with another shoulder, that's phenomenal, really. That is truly phenomenal. There is something to that that's just amazing. It's, <laughs> I, I don't have words for that. That's, my hat's off to Savannah Graybill and all the skeleton sliders because watching that was <laughs> humbling. That's a good way to put it, humbling. Um, if you thought something was hard in your day, try that at Sub-Zero Weather. So go back and take a listen to this series. And if you've missed one of these athletes, check it out because they have something very rich to offer us. These interviews are intentional. They're not random, and it's not for the fun of just saying, hey, let's talk to an Olympiad or an Olympic athlete. There's something about these people that's different. And I'm working to showcase to you what it is that is driving these people to do the things that they do and why they have the successes they do or how they pick up after not having a success and how they manage that because that's life. And so much of the work that I do is cleanup work to people's poor habits, poor default systems. And so I thought to myself, how do people begin to discipline? How can they discipline? You can say, go do XYZ for a little while, and people will for a little while, but they won't do it continually. These people are dedicated with literally no other distractions for four years at a time toward 
a very, very, very precise goal with little room for any kind of mistake in that. And our egos would like to tell us that that's too much. It's too much pressure. But see, the, the unique thing about these people is it's not too much to them. It's how they frame it in their brain. And if it doesn't work out, they reframe again. The average person doesn't frame things that way. And I've seen it over and over again in healing. Now, people will learn to reframe it if they're dying. And if they are dying of cancer or they have an illness that suddenly the ego can't trump them anymore, that they have to do something about this. They have to shift either their personality, their behaviors, their habits, their patterns. They have to shift how they see things in life or they have to let go of things bottled up within them, etc. And these athletes are under tremendous pressure, self-imposed pressure, team pressure, all of that. But they have a way of managing it that's unique. And so I encourage you, please, to go back and listen to the archives. These are fun, fun, fun individuals. And they really are lighthearted. They're, they have a great sense of humor, all of them. They're amazing. And when I got to meet some of the parents, I realized where some of this comes from. And then also how the kids are unique in, individually from them. So if you haven't heard them, go back to the archives. They live on voiceamerica.com or at Making Life Brighter Radio. I'm looking forward to bringing you more individuals that have been at that level or have achieved Olympic gold and find out what makes them tick. The neatest thing I'd say that I've found here in this town so far is that people are, in fact, humble. They're grounded. They don't have a big, puffy Hollywood air because they've been a gold medalist. It's kind of like a musician. You're only as good as your last hit. You're only as good as the last gig. You're only as good as how well you did that night. And if you didn't get the pleasure out of the thrill of it, oh well, because the time is gone. So I think that's something that these people also have in common is that they enjoy what they do. They savor that moment. And then they go back to life, whatever life is. And they live a very unassuming, ordinary life, most of these people here. You wouldn't know it, but they're still athletes. They're quiet. They tuck away. They do their thing. They're up skiing. They're on the mountain. They're out in wilderness. They're doing whatever they love. I think they are authentic to who they are within their sport. And that seems to be another thing that I take away from this, that these people are very authentic. And... That's a great example. It's also a great example for our youth because many of those athletes have gone on to teach and coach other kids and they get pleasure out of sharing what they've learned and using their example as a positive for the next generation or two or three or four. So it's fantastic. Um, we need more of that in our world. We need more of what makes our lives brighter and that is people that are great examples to us. So. I'd like to go back and kind of review a few of the shows that we've had this year. And we've had some tremendous successes with shows this year alone. The other year, John of God was big, and you liked the series about John of God and all the miraculous healings that happened 
in Brazil that I told you about and the people and the testimonials and the stories and all that. The next thing that was most popular at the time was Woman in Gold and the story about the movie Woman in Gold and I sat down with the lawyer Randall Schoenberg who won that case against Austria and he shared the story firsthand with us and he just like the Olympiads and the former Olympiads relive that moment the same way these people relive their moments. He was in it. It was all or nothing. It was everything that he had. He put it all on the line for this woman. And they won. And what did that mean? That's exactly like some of these Olympic stories. What did that mean? It changed the course of history. It said to the world in that case, you can't steal our art. We want it back. It's rightfully ours, etc., etc. So it changed history. And he was so happy to share that story and so delighted to go back through what he was passionate about wholly and solely. And that translated well because so many people listened to that interview. Another controversial interview that happened this year was about the movie Vaxxed. And many of you tuned in to weigh in on what Andrew Wakefield and the movie producers of Vaxxed had to say about that movie. And there's a heated debate going on right now in the U.S. about vaccines. You can do your own research on that and figure out where you sit in that argument about vaccines. But you will be looking at that argument either way coming up soon because it's not leaving us. There's a whole movement about autism coming up and people feel that it's because of vaccines or the heavy load of toxicity within the number of vaccines that the kids have to ingest or intake rather going forward. Autism is a problem too. So the Autism Summit was a big deal this year and if you didn't get a chance to check that out, you can yet go check that out and you can go to Awakening to Autism and Andrea, Dr. Andrea Labuti was one of the people that put that on and she was instrumental in my awareness toward that movement because the movie Vax came to my awareness right after I got home from Switzerland and doing some healing there and then uh, Andrea reached out for the interview and I showcased her book and then of course she's doing the summit. The summit was incredible because it it shared a variety of different viewpoints on how to manage or awareness around autism as a whole and that will not go away in our future. They're saying that like one in ten kids will have autism coming up and that's something that we all need to be aware of. It will become an epidemic. It's not something that you can look away from. It's going to be something that we all have to pay attention to as a society. And last but not least, and most importantly, <laughs> one of your favorite shows, perhaps the favorite show, besides some of the healing shows that we've done, um, is the Elephant Sanctuary Program show. 
You guys loved the elephant stories, and my trip to Brazil down there taking the blessed crystals to place on the land as vector points for the elephants turned into one of the top-rated shows we've ever done. And the elephant series showcased the people who are working at the sanctuary down there to get it ready for the elephants to arrive. And lo and behold, everyone's participation actually allowed two elephants now to be moved to the sanctuary and roam freely. So that's a spectacular feat. I'm so excited. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Do you want to make a difference in the world? Join Making Life Brighter Radio to help create a free roam sanctuary for elephants in South America. Finally, there's a working solution for elephants on our planet. People often say they don't know what to do to help animals that are in danger. But now you can team up with Making Life Brighter Radio and your host, Winifred Adams, to give elephants from Brazil and Argentina the freedom to roam in a wild sanctuary in a remote area of Brazil. Free to socialize, heal, and live the life they were always meant to live. Your contribution will build the fences and the elephant care center for the massive free roam sanctuary and set these sacred animals free. Donate today and mention you heard it on Making Life Brighter Radio. Listen to the amazing series live from Brazil, where Winifred speaks to CEO and board president of the Global Sanctuary for Elephants. To donate and for more information, log on to globalelephants.org. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Welcome back to Making Life Brighter with Winifred Adams on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel, the preferred choice for conscious education and entertainment. For more information, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. If you have questions or comments, please email us at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. That's radio at makinglifebrighter.com. And now, back to the show with your host, Winifred Adams. We're back. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio, and I'm your host, Winifred Adams, and I want to thank you all for being loyal listeners around the world. We've reached 160 different countries around the world, and it's with your loyal listenership that your shares and your interest in the healing modalities that are being presented along with the stories of humanity and the elephants and animals and activism and, oh my goodness, all these things that we're covering in our world that are hopefully educating us, inspiring us to make our lives brighter. So if you or someone you know would like to learn more, just log on to the archives and check out the past shows. We have some great shows coming up for you in the new year, and we'll be continuing our special series about Olympic athletes, what it takes to be great inside the mind of an Olympic athlete. So if you missed any of those shows, go back and check it out. Definitely follow along on Facebook because there we'll be showing you in live time some of the events and the things as well as speaking to the athletes um, 
Check out what's new on the news category on the website at makinglifebrighter.com. And if you have questions, email me directly at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. I want to share with you a little bit of Christmas music, and I hope that you all have a fantastic holiday coming up, a safe holiday, and definitely take time for yourself, take time to relax, and take time to have fun together. Be with family, be with friends, enjoy, and have a hot chocolate for me. (laughs) Thank you, everybody, for allowing me to share my passions with you in the world of healing and what inspires us. So I will be sharing with you more. And coming up next week, we're going to have Brittany Reinbolt, who is in qualification for as an Olympic hopeful for the uh, Pyeongchang Olympics upcoming. So stay tuned for Brittany Reinbolt, and she is a U.S. women's bobsled driver. And her story is very, very unique. She has a take unlike anyone else on her experience being an Olympic athlete. So next week, you're going to hear from Brittany Reinbolt. Thanks, everybody, for watching and listening. And I'm going to share a little holiday music with you from yours truly. Lots of love and go jolly, everybody. Christmas tree
Oceans by at Tiffany's. I really do believe in you. Let's see if you believe in me. Santa baby, forgot to mention one little thing: a ring. I don't mean on the phone, Santa baby. So hurry down the chimney tonight. Hurry down the chimney tonight. Hurry tonight. Hit it. That's long and white. Who comes round on a special night? Special night. That's white. Must be Santa. Must be Santa. Must be Santa. Santa Claus. Who wears boots and a suit of red? Who wears a long cap on his head? Listening to Making Life Brighter on the Health and Wellness Channel. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 10 a.m. for information, inspiration, and education with leading experts in healing and consciousness. For more information and a complete show schedule, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. Making Life Brighter, successfully helping you feel better from the inside out. Go Jolly! Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.